Welcome to Essential Cyber, the podcast for business owners, operators, and leaders looking to stay ahead of the game in the world of cyber threats. My name is Sagar Pandya, and I'll be your host for this journey into the ever-evolving world of cybersecurity. As a business owner and leader, you know that cybersecurity is more important than ever before. With the increasing reliance on technology and internet in today's business world, it's essential to have a strong understanding of the risks and vulnerabilities faced by your business and the steps you can take to protect yourself. In this podcast, we'll explore the latest trends and developments in cybersecurity and provide practical advice and tips for protecting your organizations from cyber threats. So join us on this journey to better understand and protect your business from the ever-present digital threats. We are here to help build confidence and resilience in today's organizations to continue the fight against cyber threats. What up world, Sagar here. Welcome to Essential Cyber. Today, we're gonna talk about how to fight back once your organization has already been breached. If you think about it, Individuals, businesses, and countries perpetually underestimate the threat from cybercrime, cyber terrorism, and information warfare. If you think back to 25 years ago, you could forgive somebody for being naive around these threats, but in 2023 and beyond, every C-level executive, every employee, and every individual should be well aware of cyber risk and cybercrime. And the big mistake that people make is they don't think it'll happen to them. They come up with excuses like, Why would anyone want to go after us? We just make small widgets. We're not that important. The thing that they don't understand is that most of the time, they're not targeting your company specifically. They're targeting everyone. And so many of the attacks are fully automated. And when the breach does occur, it just happens to be random throughout one of the organizations that were facilitated through that massive attack. No matter how small your organization, it's my opinion that everybody is an attack target for cybercrime. If you're a person that has three people in your law firm in Montana, maybe there's no reason for Russian organized crime to come after you. But let's say that you are a client or a case that the Russians are interested in, or you have the financials of a wealthy client that the Russians or the Chinese or the Iranians or any other country might be interested in. Now there's a reason to come after your firm. So broadly, it's not just your company being targeted. It's every company being targeted. And beyond that, there may be reasons that your company is targeted that you may not understand. We work with a lot of organizations to support their cyber programs. And many of them would say, we've got nothing to hide or there's no reason for any company to come after us. Our response is usually, then you must not be doing anything interesting because if you're not producing anything that's worth stealing, then what exactly is your business model? If anybody can reproduce what you're doing, then you don't have a very successful business. Am I right or wrong? And also, every company's got a budget. Every company's got a bank account. You have everything from huge payroll systems to employee personal information to intellectual property to plans, products, and ideas that are going to be launching. And all of that is key interest for espionage, whether it's industrial espionage by competitors, foreign governments, or just somebody that doesn't like you, whoever the case may be. So what are some of the ways that companies can mitigate these risks? Well, I think you first have to understand that everyone in the organization is responsible for cybersecurity, no matter their role. I am saying this often in my previous episodes where cybersecurity is a team sport. Every employee in an organization has the shared responsibility of making sure that they participate in this sport of cybersecurity. 
from the interns that are there for the summer all the way up to the C-level folks. And this all starts with mindset. If you think you're not a target, you have completely missed the boat. Next, if you understand that there's risk out there, but you don't make it the problem of every employee, you also miss the boat. If you're a lawyer in D.C. in some office of some multinational, multilateral law firm, you may think, well, I'm the lawyer. I deal with the lawyer stuff. We have an IT team or a security team, or we have a chief information security officer who's responsible for this. You have also missed the boat again. Everybody at every level of the organization has to be responsible for cybersecurity as a collective. And if cyber is not front of mind in your overall risk management strategy, you have again missed the boat. And this is where we talk about pushing beyond basic compliance initiatives into building that culture of cybersecurity across the company. We've talked to companies and clients about the key importance of creating a culture of cyber. It, is, it has to be a problem for everyone that everybody in the organization understands and you have to prepare for it. One of the ways that companies tend to handle cybersecurity is as if it's a compliance issue. We have to do this for HIPAA. We have to follow SOX compliance. We have to follow what the SEC says. We have to get SOC compliant. We have to get CMMC certified. Compliance is not a cybersecurity strategy. It's more of a strategy for not getting sued. We believe that compliance is the lowest form of cybersecurity. You could be compliant and wholly vulnerable. And this is a big difference between being compliant and being certified. So all of you folks listening out there that are looking for cyber vendors to help create better awareness in your organizations, really look at what they're telling you. If you got organizations that boast that they're compliant with cyber frameworks, that just means that they follow best practices internally and they do whatever they can to try to meet those guidelines as best as possible. That is completely different from being certified where an auditing organization has gone into that company and they've gone and checked all of the frameworks that they supposedly are meeting. So there's a big difference between compliance and being certified. So you need to focus on developing that strategy and making every member of your organization feel responsible and not using compliance as a scapegoat for making cybersecurity a priority. Unfortunately, most companies tend to do this around punishment. In other words, when you join your company, they make you watch a, a pretty outdated video on cyber. And at the end, they say, if you don't follow our cyber policy, we're going to fire you. That is not the way to present and create a shared culture of responsibility. That is not the way you talk to your teammates. You talk to your teammates by supporting each other, sharing best practices, and ensuring that we're doing our best to continue to keep threat actors out of our organizations. So building out a culture of cybersecurity, in my opinion, is one of the key strategies. And in order to be able to stand up to this threat, you have to make cybersecurity fun. As odd as, this, as odd as that sounds, we always get bad rap around cybersecurity being very boring, challenging, and not really conducive to a work environment. But the more you make it fun and less debilitating for staff to participate, the better participation you're going to get overall. So business leaders, I'm talking to you. You need to make it the responsibility of every frontline employee. You need to encourage people to report stuff give away prizes, have competition for people that report the greatest number of phishing attacks, create a safe space like I've talked about, and a great opportunity for employees and staff to report without being called out to the other peers that they have in the organization. Can you imagine how someone must feel when they accidentally click on a phishing email because they were never trained on proper cybersecurity, even though they've been at your company for over five years, 
and knowing that this gossip spreads through the office. That's got to be a morale killer. And I know that because I see that in client organizations when these things happen. So being more fun and more open and creating that safe space, that's going to give us the best probability to keep threat actors out of the organization. And even if you have a chief information security officer and you got 20 people uh, in your team and 100,000 people in your company or 1,000 people, you're missing out on the other 99,979 or you know 979 people who are seeing cyber threats come across the radar every day and mostly ignoring them. So without that early warning network fully activated, you're never going to be successful. You have all the resources in your organizations to prevent cyber threats from taking over. That's your staff. You can use them as your front lines of defense. You can use them as your buoys and your alert systems so that when something happens, you have the ability to act quickly. But I also want to showcase the fact that uh, cyber attacks can happen to anyone at any time, similar to a natural disaster. You could have hurricanes that happen out of the blue from anywhere in the world, and all you can do is prepare. We can't stop them. We can't slow them down. We can't make them less powerful. Same thing goes for tornadoes and fires and earthquakes. The more that people can understand that cyber is just going to be a part of doing business in today's world, the better off we're going to be from a recovery standpoint. So prepare for a cyber attack with proactive scenario planning and simulations. And do this consistently, not just once a year when it's convenient for everybody, but make this a part of your regular operations and the way you continue to conduct business in your companies. Because in the old days, you could think that people would never attack us or we haven't been attacked yet and therefore we're safe. Today, it's more likely that you either have been attacked and know it or you've been attacked and don't know it. So how do you respond to a cyber threat when it inevitably occurs? Because it's not a question of if something's going to happen. It's when and how soon you can detect it. This is where so many companies fall down and break. They don't practice. They don't run exercises. They don't simulate cyber attacks. You talk about or I talk about, I should say, this team sport mentality. Can you imagine going to the Super Bowl and not having practiced a single time and expecting to win the game against a team that's been practicing the entire season? That's another analogy that I can give most organizations today. They're showing up for the Super Bowl, hoping to win the Super Bowl ring, but they're not spending a minute on practice and working together as a team. And this is why this continues to be a problem in every industry across the world. You have to practice responding to cybersecurity incidents. You can't do that once you're under attack. You know, your 100-page cyber plan book off the shelf, dust it off and start reading step one, how to respond to an incident. You have to practice, and the practice is going to make perfect. Imagine two pilots, another analogy here, taking off from JFK, and they're flying over the Atlantic Ocean, and the pilot suddenly notices that two engines on the plane have gone out, and he turns to the co-pilot and says, hey, we just lost two engines. What do you think we should do? And the co-pilot responds, you know, I've never really thought about that. And I know this sounds crazy because it's an airplane and you're probably thinking to yourself, I'm soccer. This is obviously common sense. Pilots have to go through a tremendous amount of training to be able to fly an aircraft because there's lives at stake. I would say the same thing. If you're an organization that manages patients from a healthcare perspective and you don't practice cybersecurity, that's in a sense, some sort of malpractice because now when things do happen, you have no idea how to protect the confidentiality and the integrity of the patients that you're supporting. So from a pilot standpoint, you know that this wouldn't happen because they're prepared for this eventually. 
They've got books, they've got manuals, they got practice simulators, and they're in there all the time. You probably would never want to get on a flight where a pilot didn't think about the engines going out in the same way that you should not ever run a company or an organization where those responsible never thought about the extreme likelihood of a cyber attack. And we've seen ourselves, companies fall down and respond to these incidents in very abysmal ways over the years, and it just hasn't gotten any better because we're also focused on prevention when instead we should be focusing on our ability to recover. And it's my thought that the organizations that can recover quickly are going to be the ones that stay in business. So it's even a competitive advantage. And that doesn't mean running a simulation once every decade or two. Your employees have to be constantly taught because they're changing. In companies with large numbers of employees, you may have turnover at 30 to 50%, especially in today's day and age with the whole work from home, with the crazy markets and post-COVID era that we're living in. So that means that 30 to 50% of your employees are new since the last time you ran the cyber exercise. And of course, the threats are changing. So frequent practice in plan adaptation is critical for preparation to recover from a cyber attack. And it also makes sense that when you're doing these types of recoveries, you want to make sure that you have the proper team in place to be able to drive you to the end result. It shouldn't only be responsibility of C-level folks that are in the cyber or IT departments. It shouldn't be the responsibility of only the CEO. It shouldn't be only the responsibility of the IT team or the outsourced MSP. This has to be a team sport and it has to be followed by all on a consistent basis so your team can continue to succeed even in times of crises. So I hope this episode was helpful. Wanted to open up some eyes on the fact that we can continue to spend time on cyber prevention, but until we have a serious conversation on cyber recovery, it's always going to be a very challenging process to recover when the inevitable happens. Because we all know 2023 and beyond, every organization has either been breached and they know it, or they've been breached and they just haven't discovered it yet. Thanks for tuning in to Essential Cyber. Join us next time for more insight into the world of cybersecurity for businesses. I'm your host, Sagar Pandya, and as always, stay safe out there.